This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to the Short Shifts Fantasy Hockey Podcast, podcast, or podcast, brought to you by Keeping Carlson. My name is Ben Burnett. Joining me, Louis Ezekiel. Louis, how are you doing? Well, trust me, after uh, several months of COVID-19 hangouts at home, it's definitely getting to be more and more of a podcast every day. What does that mean? What do you mean by podcast? Just mean there's a little more of me to love. Oh, I see. There's a lot more of me to love. Uh, and... I think I've said this on the pod already, or on the bod. Uh, my hair, I have not chopped it off since before the end of last season, before the COVID cancellation. So I'm I'm growing out in every which way. Very nice. Yeah. Well, Lewis, let's get into tonight's show, of course. And so let's catch up on a few injuries and outjuries that are going on. First of all, in Edmonton, nearly the North Division's perfect COVID-19 record was put to the test today when Yessi Puyuyarvi, I believe, tested positive for COVID-19. The uh, the Oilers and Habs game was nearly postponed, but just delayed in the end by an hour. Um, in the end, Miko Koskinen also was held out of the game. It sounds like uh, in his stead, James Neal has taken over on line one, and Neal also was in the net front position ahead of Alex Chieson for the past few weeks in Edmonton. James Neal, worth a look in deeper leagues, I feel like, at this point. You know, he's probably not going to do much for you except for score a goal every couple games, so I wouldn't be grabbing him in 10 or 12-team leagues, but in a deeper 14-team league, like, I could see him being owned in the cupful by, you know, just off of this news alone. Yeah, I think every time we see a big change of, you know, whoever is up there on the McDavid wing, uh, we see that person get snapped up. So worth a look, but don't get your hopes up too much. We, like I have said a few times this season, we've been on this ride before. It usually does not take us very far. All right, Lewis, why don't you tell us our next injury news here? So I get to handle the positive side of things when we have an outjury in Vegas. I guess this one is more of a combo because Alex Petrangelo has returned just in time to replace Shea Theodore, who was out uh, with an undisclosed injury left uh, partway through the game on Tuesday. Uh, so we're not exactly sure what is going on with him there, but, uh, you know, basically Petrangelo is going to slot for now at least into that power play one position and we'll see how things shake out once Theodore makes his return. Uh, but adjust your lineups accordingly. And, uh, for Petrangelo people who maybe were worried he, uh, might lose his grip on that spot while he was out, uh, for COVID protocol, uh, he luckily gets to step right back in. All right, we're going to go to our next injury here, and that is in L.A. We have Drew Doughty day-to-day with an upper body injury. 
Last we saw, I believe he's a game time decision. So hopefully uh, he does not miss time. If he does, just a deeper name, Kale Clegg. Three points in 10 games, but he's been playing on power play two so far, and he gets a ton of blocks. So interesting, maybe more so in a peripherals league. But uh, maybe somebody to monitor if you're in a deeper league, Kale Clegg, if uh, if Dowdy's out for any length of time. Yeah, I think you nailed the pronunciation. I've got a Clegg Middle School in my hometown, and, and that's how we did it. So you've at least got the Midwestern accent version accurate. Uh, up next in Oucheries, uh, Oliver Ekman Larson may make his long-awaited return on Friday. Uh, the coach said it is up to Oliver when he comes back. He's been skating the last couple days. Uh, so folks who have been riding around with OEL uh, on the injured reserve, you may get to see him back. Keep an eye on what that means for Jacob Chikrin's deployment. He has had a lot of success lately, and I wonder uh, if they are going to try and keep him in that same spot rather than trying to swap him out once OEL makes his return. I think it'd be kind of crazy. Uh, Chikrin's been just so good. Yeah, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But we've seen NHL coaches do wilder things, so it could happen. But I'm, I, I think we're on the same page here. We both expect Chikrin to maintain his deployment, uh, even with OEL's return, which may make him, you know, maybe a, a waiver wire uh, decision for a lot of teams, even if he's making his return. Yeah, OEL has kind of been up and down, like just above waiver wire material, just below it for so long. Um, if Chikrin takes over that top unit, though, when when OEL does come back, I would say, yeah, he's what what's he doing that Alec Martinez doesn't do for you, for example? All right, well, let's get to our final injury. This is Alexander Radulov injured since Sunday. He has not yet returned. And that is a bit of a bummer for the stars, but not if you own Yoel not if you own Yoel Kiviranta, who uh, has been skating on that top line with Pavelski and Ben. He had a really nice chance early in the first tonight against Carolina, and uh, that's somebody who, again, in deeper leagues, I do not mind giving some uh, giving a chance to. He hits a ton. I believe he's been mentioned on the main pod before by Brian and Elon, but definitely somebody to keep on your radar in deeper leagues. Coming up, we're going to talk about some hot streaks and some cold streaks. You're listening to Short Shifts. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Short Shifts, Lewis. Let's talk a little bit uh, less about injuries and outries, a little bit more about hot streaks and cold streaks. We're going to start over in Los Angeles. My boy, Dustin Brown, somebody who I have been drafting in fantasy for, it feels like my entire life. Uh, Dustin Brown, you keep on thinking 
that he's going to be fantasy irrelevant now, and he just keeps on coming back. Every couple of years, something happens. Right now, it looks like he's getting a rejuvenated uh, fantasy prospect because he's been bumped back up into the top line with Alex Iafalo and Anze Kopitar in a spot that Adrian Kempe held for a little while. Kempe, Kempe has also uh, maintained fantasy relevance down in the middle six, most recently playing with Carter and Velarde, another guy who I think is interesting. But nobody in LA hotter than Dustin Brown right now. Seven points in his last five games. I think Dustin Brown is basically fantasy relevant in 12 team 14 team leagues for sure but especially in banger leagues he shoots and he hits a bunch and he's been on he's been in on some pretty good uh this pretty good la power play so far so definitely rejuvenation time for d brown yeah i think anytime when you can you know get a lot of games where you're going to be matched up against you know the sharks for instance you're going to have opportunities to score and it's been nice to see a little bit of a resurgence in la you know where we thought where you know we had our idea about who might be some of those bottom of the pile teams uh some of them have defied our expectations and la at least scoring wise uh, has been one of them and if they can you know muster uh and put some goals up for cal peterson uh, that could become a, an interesting team out there in the West. All right, Lewis, who you got next? All right, well, uh, I'm going to look at some cold streaks. And of course, uh, you know, if you want to bring up some cold streaks, if you want to motivate some players, just put in your podcast notes that they are on a cold streak. So Paul Stastny, who now has a goal in the game against Ottawa uh, tonight, that is in process now and is of course done by the time you're listening to this Um, but he had previously been held pointless in the last five games Uh, a little bit of concern certainly you know the deployment is a little funky trying to figure out how to fit pld into that lineup Um, but good at least to see him hit the score sheet here and and maybe that'll pick up i wonder if that is worth uh giving pause uh for the stats owners to potentially Keep holding on to him as opposed to some of the other cold streakers that we might talk about down the line here. Yeah, I think with Stasny, as long as he stays on that top power play unit, he's going to be somewhat fantasy relevant. But we actually talked about that Winnipeg lineup the other night, and they had uh, they had Stasny playing with Wheeler, I believe, on the second line. And that's since changed. It's now Wheeler, Dubois, and Connor on the second line. Paul Stastny playing with Adam Lowry and Mason Appleton, which could be more concerning despite the fact that Stastny scored tonight. So I'm keeping my eye on that for sure. Do not love that deployment. If you are in an extremely deep league, you might consider taking a look at Appleton, though. I had him as a possible add for our hot and cold streaks, but I... uh took him off because i just felt like it was a little too far-fetched i thought you were likely to dismiss him out of hand um but he is on quite the streak right now um i'm not gonna you know stop in the middle and and look at his sheet there but uh he you know that might be someone worth checking out as long as he stays hot but to me it seems a little bit unsustainable um you know but certainly exciting while it's happening i don't know if anybody has him in a in a dynasty league or something like that but he certainly has been uh putting together some quality numbers in the last five games yeah me i'm in a dynasty league i'm co-managing a team with our pal victor nuno and uh, mason appleton ripping it up six points in his last seven like you mentioned i thought you were going to bring up adam lowry who's a guy i've seen rostered in the cacupful i'm up against him this week because of winnipeg's schedule in my matchup in my matchup against uh, marcus kalanen marcus and i are at a dead heat right now but Lowry more of a uh, a peripheral league guy, 26 shots, 27 hits on the season. So somebody who will fill the sh- stat sheet, but maybe not the goal 
totals. Um, we will move on now to our next hot streak, and I'm going to talk about Mikhail Sergachev, a guy who has eight points in his last five games. No points tonight so far against Florida. That game's in the middle of the second, so that may be outdated by the time this comes through. But a three-assist game two nights ago, Sergachev has nine points on the season in 12 games, but eight of those just in the last five. And so I do like Sergachev. I have him in a few leagues because I thought that this might be, you know, he was going late enough that it was worth the risk in case he could end up on that top power play unit. Uh, We saw him there at points during Tampa's run to the cup last year. So far, they've been content to continue running with Hedman. But uh, it is nice to see Sergachev stay productive at even strength despite the fact that he's not getting that power play time. So, I mean, somebody who's hot, I wouldn't bet on it continuing too deeply because he's still not getting that power play time on ice. But Mikhail Sergachev, keep it up, and uh, I'm not going to have to cut you on any of my teams. Yeah, very nice. And and certainly, um, you know, it seems like, you know, Drewen has been more productive this last season, but uh, that trade's still looking very nice for Tampa Bay. Let's move from sunny Florida to sunny California and talk about Tomas Hurdle and Eric Carlson, a couple of Sharks who have not gotten on the board in the past five games, despite some successful uh, outputs in uh, a few of the last Sharks games offensively. Another couple guys who are starting to concern. What do you make of the struggles of Hurdle and Carlson uh, over the last little bit here? Uh, I'm not so worried about Tomas Hurdle. I mean, I am because he's he's not been good. But I, I think in general, if you're getting top power play second line, you're, he's going to score eventually. That team in San Jose is getting pretty unlucky. Eric Carlson more concerning to me, though. Just they're so like he's just had so many injuries at this point, so many miles on those feet. It's just uh, you start to wonder how high the ceiling is. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And and we, you know, hold the torch for him, certainly. But it's starting to look like, uh, you know, surely, you know, I, I was a I was a long time holder, like a real keeping Carlsonite. Um, but that ended for me a couple seasons ago, and, and rightly so. And it just seems like we're not going to be able to maybe recapture that magic in uh, San Jose, unfortunately. I know you've got another hot streak for us coming out of Chicago, a guy that I dropped. Tell me all about the mistake I made here. Well, I'm first going to say sorry, Brian, for uh, slandering Eric Carlson on your podcast network. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to talk about Matthias Janmark in Chicago. Five points in his last five, playing on that top line with Patrick Kane and the second power play unit in Chicago, which has remained pretty okay the past few games. I don't expect that to continue. I just don't see Chicago having enough guys on the second unit to be productive. But, you know, for now, he's playing at even strength with Patrick Kane. That's got to be worth something. So a guy to look out for. Or if you are looking at a particularly Chicago-heavy schedule coming up, you know, this is this is a deeper league ad, though. Not somebody who you want to go dropping anybody who's a super stud for. Yeah, no doubt. But it's nice to see him continuing to, to hit the score sheet. He's certainly, you know, anytime you're up there with Patrick Kane, you know, you're going to get some opportunities. Um, and yeah, that second power play unit certainly is not, uh, what it has been with, you know, uh, becoming a little less, you know, spread out as it was before. Chicago is just interesting to me that I put them kind of in the same category as LA as one of those teams that, you know, we knew that some of the basement bottom teams were going to improve. And it's been impressive to see, uh, Chicago kind of 
hang in there and and be productive. They're getting some nice goaltending from Kevin Lankin. And I sort of started the season thinking that maybe uh, Detroit would at least have one team that they could be superior to uh, in Chicago, especially with those center depth issues they've had with their long-term injuries. But turns out uh, they have been pretty capable. And I wonder if Kirby Doc and Jonathan Taves get back at some point and maybe take them even to uh, another level towards moderate. (laughs) All right, we will uh, head over to your favorite team to talk about Pavel Buchnevich, uh, a guy that we hope could maybe, you know, shed his doghouse reputation that he sometimes has uh, playing for David Quinn in New York and maybe uh, find some success. But, you know, despite the fact that he has, uh, you know, gotten some positive deployment you know really the Rangers offense has struggled quite a bit in these last games and he has not been immune to it just one point in the last four you know certainly has all the talent all the skill uh to be very successful but it just seems like they're they're still trying to find a formula that's going to work for them there in New York yeah it looks like they're uh I think that they're just having some bad puck luck recently um Buchnevich a guy who he goes cold once in a while and he has in his past but he just stays he's getting so many minutes playing above 19 minutes a game you know six or seven of the last nine so I'm less worried than Buchnevich than I would be in a regular season just because he uh he David Quinn seems to have a, a new level of trust for him yeah, we're not seeing the same kind of, you know, third and fourth line banishments that he's had to endure in the past or even the healthy scratches that he was getting uh, last year and and for parts of the year before. So, yeah, I'm definitely hopeful, uh, you know, as as you've sort of suggested that, you know, they can find their rhythm and get it together. I've got a number of Rangers in a variety of places, so I would love to see them, you know, find their groove and start to, to improve a little bit here. Um, before I let you get to your final hot streak, I just want to mention that one of my favorite guys that I've been streaming for a bit had an off game. Uh, Jordan Stahl, uh, in the previous outing, uh, only put one shot on goal and didn't hit the score sheet, but he's back on the score sheet tonight on that top power play, uh, assisting on a Sebastian Ajo goal. If Jordan Stahl is still on waivers in your league, grab him while he is staying hot here. He's putting together quite a run, and maybe you'll need to ditch him down the line if Tara Vinen finally takes that uh, spot on the power play back, but he's definitely a guy that I would be grabbing and have grabbed in a whole lot of places. Uh, if you can pick him up, who are you dropping for him, Lewis? That seems like a you're you're coming in real hot on on Jordan Stull, but like we're talking about a guy who's third line and you know doesn't usually stay hot for very long. So uh, who would you be dropping? Well, he's been making hay on that top power play. Uh, I did drop. I believe Matthias Yanmark to pick him up. So maybe not the best idea, but I still have Dylan Strom kicking around. And if I could make that switch, I certainly would. Um, and, you know, I would say maybe somebody like uh, Arupe Hints potentially. Uh, I know I'm calling out a lot of guys who are already on my roster, but that's just sort of where my head is at right now. Those are guys that I would sub out for Jordan Stahl pretty quick. So it sounds like deeper, deeper leagues then, eh? Not like you wouldn't be dropping. Um, God, I don't know, like a Kevin Fiala for him, or would you drop Tavo for Jordan Stell? I do think, I think I said last episode, I'm pretty confident that Tavo will eventually get that spot back. Remember, he's coming back from like COVID with symptoms here. So uh, I think if we give him some time to to get things back together, but as long as Stahl stays hot, he's going to be keeping, uh, 
Tavo at arm's length, and he's been on quite a cold streak. Um, still, I think the long-term prognosis, if we're thinking season long, I would rather have Tavo. But if I you know, need to win this week, uh, I'm more interested in Stahl. And if you are confident that maybe you can snap him back up, if you're a little quicker on the waiver wire because you listen to this show and keeping Carlson than some of your other uh, league mates, then I might chance that swap. Wow, that's hot for me. I would not be dropping anybody I think could get you know, 70 point pace rest of season. But if you're in a if you're in a shallower league, maybe that works. If you know, if, if you're looking at the waiver wire, and there are tons of guys who are top line, top power play, maybe that's a, a spot where you could make that work. I have just two players I want to mention before we get out of here. And these are guys in peripheral league specifically, who have been super duper hot to start the year. Alec Martinez, four blocks a game through his first 10. He's just been outstanding in peripherals leagues. And Radko Gudash, he's only had fewer than five hits in two games. And that includes tonight, which is only 40 minutes in. So shouts out to those two. They have been winning you some categories if you've had them on your league, uh, in your league in peripherals league. So just a few guys. We we sometimes need to shout out the banger warriors to, uh, who bring us some, some back-end luck. Lewis, that's all we have time for tonight. I uh, want to thank you for hanging out with me and... To everyone else, we'll see you next week. Always my pleasure. So thanks for joining us. As always, please consider giving us a follow at Short Shifts KK. Brian and Elon, of course, are at Keeping Carlson and Dave Benton of Stream Scheme at NHL Stream Scheme. Visit the great sites that we research our episodes, Yahoo, Frozen Tools, Roto World, Natural Stat Trick, and of course, Cuckupful.com. Our intro and outro music was created by Pat Roach. And until we see you next week, play smart and keep your shifts short. Thank you.